what the heck's your source for Warhammer Underworlds in under 30 focus when all you need is a channel. <laughs> the <laughs> way it that's goes. That's what we're leading with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your co-host, Davey, and with me I've got Phil. How are you, Phil? Hey, I'm doing all right. And uh, the man who will be the MC for today, Josh. How are you, Josh? I'm doing well as well. Uh, Josh is going to MC us a weird hollow bat rep. Uh, after talking the core box and the deluge of releases on our last episode, uh, we are uh, playing uh, not our first game with it, but our, our first one that we kind of recorded and uh, wanted to kind of put out there as uh, as a demonstration. And uh, we made it Nemesis. We uh, gave ourselves a little deck building flexibility after a lot of kind of playtesting Playtesting is inaccurate. A lot of uh, uh, practice. I don't know. Testing out with uh, with the uh, rivals decks. So uh, we'll be getting to that in a sec. But first, we're going to bang out our usual spots here. Community shoutouts uh, appropriate to uh, to this battle report episode. We wanted to particularly shout out. This one's actually coming from Skylar Cinderfall Gaming, a set of YouTube battle reports. Uh, that I don't think we've talked about much. Uh, they have been around uh, often enough, and they're uh, sorry, been around long enough and putting out content frequently enough that I, I think we can uh, include them in the mix now. So um, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, love guess, to see it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, more is always uh, more variety, more options is always good for everybody out there. Um, so. Uh, and then uh, for me, I just want to do a tip of the hat to um, Baconborn. His uh, blog is now, it's a determined effort, uh, has now been subsumed by Path to Glory, operating under that aegis. Uh, I think uh, maybe Path to Glory is finding it a little tough. They do a lot of stuff, uh, getting out the um, high-quality images and that sort of thing. Um, and uh, all that content takes time. And uh, so they, they brought on a expert blog writer um and it's uh it's good to see him uh having a having a spot to get his word out even farther so um happy for him to be able to do so um yeah yeah i think that you guys got anything else or should we i mean by the uh by the time our listeners are uh, getting their hands on this we'll be neck deep in our own mm. uh local tournament yes so that'll be happening today uh, <laughs> yeah if you're listening to us on release day we will be uh cutting each other to shreds on the on the boards so yeah uh and actually that's a good point is that uh skylar is really uh taking the reins on getting getting our events out on the calendar uh, well in advance so he's already planning our third quarter uh showdown here and that one will be championship with more details to come so uh we'll have word out for that um other one is uh, what the heck is going on with you? So Phil, what the heck is going on with you? Yeah, um, now that the new box and the new decks are out into the wild, and Beastbound Assault is actually available on shelves. Um, looking forward to trying out some new decks, new warbands, um, and fittingly, we actually have a tournament to build for, but. I'm just looking forward to trying something new and different and yeah. uh, been tinkering with a couple different options, trying to see what sort of works. Um, thinking about the new Stormcast guys just because they were a lot more difficult 
out of the box than I imagined they would be. So they feel like a fun challenge. Uh, yeah, I'm very similar both there. Is that, is that kind of your lead candidate for, for Saturday? Uh, Yes, unless I can find a copy of Beastbound Assault. I didn't get out on Saturday to try and find one. So uh, we will see what happens before Saturday. Fair enough. Josh, what about you? I'm in a very similar boat. It's been a a good week for my hobbies. So getting the the weird hollow box and putting together the zinch band i i can die happy like we're we're good like it's all it's all downhill from here all he needed um but i am so very excited but i am torn on what to do this uh this weekend i'm i can't decide if i want to build up and only have like a day of play with ephilim and her crew and doing that live and loud and not so great (laughs) <laughs> on saturday or if i want to bring the exiled dead with beastbound assault which i have a couple reps with all right i uh i've also been eyeing that up um i'm, I'm in that boat i'm in that uh spot where i'm like do i bring because i've got some painted stuff that i it's always fun to you know play painted right. but uh but there's pl- plenty of other stuff that uh is is uh Dragon. I'm, I'm in that, you know, like I really need to have decided a week ago and yep. still have not done. <laughs> right. So, uh, the classic. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Maybe I'll just be hipster zinch and bring eyes. I don't know. Ooh. So, <laughs> Are you okay? Mm, yeah. How's, sure. How are things at home, Davey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, hey, after, uh, after thoroughly trouncing both me and Brian this past week with wait for it. <laughs> the god sworn hunt uh you know what i feel like anything's possible for davy at this point just live yeah. your live your crazy dreams those are some fun games we'll be talking about those uh in a in another episode here i'd expect next episode although we'll uh we'll talk a little bit more about that uh when we get to the end of this one uh but that about covers it uh let's uh let's get into it josh you ready to take the reins here all right so before we get started here let's go ahead and talk decks which uh which war bands were you representing and which uh nemesis deck did you end up pairing with it well so there was uh sort of minimal consultation beforehand we we figured we were going to do the two new war bands uh and then uh phil kind of said pick what you want and uh i i really kind of wanted it for exactly kind of the same reasons that uh phil had mentioned earlier when he's thinking about bringing them to uh our event our mad town throwdown uh i kind of wanted like with they they'd taken some knocks with us in our in our previous games uh using um rivals format and i was like well i i'd really like to crack into it with a little bit more of flexibility so uh i decided to pick up seismic shock and no surprise there i think it's you know one of the war bands best suited to it having three casters and uh, any one of them can be a level two and uh, I went right down the line and I tried to toss out anything that forced me to be in enemy territory. I wanted more flexibility in positioning there. Try to take advantage of those uh, range two and range three attack actions, not get forced forward and see see what I could uh, pull off with that. Um, and uh, that, uh, that meant that I took, uh, I've got a 17 glory objective deck, which is pretty, pretty heavy there. Um, 
uh, maybe the most greedy one being claim the prize, but I figured if I could get two objectives in my territory, uh, I could probably figure out a way to sit on those uh, and, and kind of score passively. So the, the idea is like try to force that coven, uh, not the covens, try to force the um, pandemonium to maybe move out of their territory a little bit or, or come towards me um, if, uh, if things align that way. So I'm, I'm about a 50-50 split right down the line, uh, about six and six on objectives as far as uh, between Seismic Shock and uh, their faction deck, five and five on Gambits, and then just a little bit heavier on upgrades. We've got about uh, seven upgrades uh, coming from the faction deck and three coming from the, uh, the uh, Seismic Shock. Uh, and we'll have the full deck list waiting for you there. But uh, heavy on the Gambit spells uh, in order to trigger some of these objectives that need a lot of Gambit spells to go off. Uh, and uh, uh, just that kind of that kind of slant to it all. Um, Phil, we, we were not thinking too, too very differently. No, we were not. Um, so the... Co- so similar in your thoughts to the coven wanting to not be aggro, uh, I I was like, I don't want any of this stuff that makes me stand in enemy territory. That's not my jam. Yeah. Uh, Pandemonium are happy to just sit back and do their weird stuff and cast spells and pick up glory that way. So um, <clears throat> I, I just leaned as heavily into that as I could. So I have things like claim the prize so I can just try and stand on objectives in my territory. It works okay to have three in my territory because closing the circle is for holding three. Mm. Um, so I was actually fine with having three in some ways. I kind of wanted that more, uh, the uh for whatever reason pandemonium just have a a nice suite of end phase objectives so the glory total for my deck is actually 19 uh which is maybe even a little greedy but i felt like some of the other options at one glory weren't even worth switching out for so i was like well might as well go big um also have a lot of spells because I have a number of things that require casting spells and casting multiple spells, which I think in hindsight that ended up actually being a detriment for the deck, but that is uh, a lesson to be learned. Um, and then for objectives, uh, pretty close to an even split. I've got six and four instead of five and five, but um, I mean, upgrades. Yeah, 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 for upgrades. I don't know what I said. I thought I said upgrades. But yes, uh, six and four split there. Um, there's a lot of pretty decent stuff for spellcasters in Seismic Shock. So I'm pretty happy to just roll with those because um, you can you can do some pretty fun stuff. Of course, you have to have your wizard survive or be <clears throat> a competent spellcaster to take advantage. <laughs> we will not gonna give too much away there but uh certainly something to remember (laughs) when you're building these kinds of decks fair enough uh so before we get to the real meat and potatoes i do have a question that i want to pose to the both of you uh with entering the weird hollow we came upon three new actions we've got barge stun and then the uh salvage which Less, less of an action, more of a power action mm. or power step ability, right? Yep. 
how much did you guys end up using these and follow up to that do you think you'd use them more or less what you think i i can't remember if uh salvage came up in this or not we'll see as we kind of do the playthrough uh but uh barge and stun again did not did not use those at all um from my perspective i've i got three pretty high quality fighters and i feel like barge and stun are, are maybe more suited for uh some fighters that have very poor attack actions or, or things that they can't do and and so many of my uh objectives or or you know upgrades are all kind of hinging around like hey do you know cast a spell or or you know do do these more useful things so it, it did not pop up but i can't say for certain uh I'm, I'm interested to see if we play through if there's a spot where i'm like ah that actually might have been useful there but i suspect not yeah um and, and at least from my perspective i have enough cards that are telling me cast spells that i did not want to be taking any actions off to do anything other than cast spells if i could help it and I didn't want my fighters to be adjacent to yours all that much. So trying to do a barge or a stun action both sounded pretty unappealing. Mm. Um, since you cannot do either of those things at range. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm, I think there probably were some spots where I could have used salvage, but I don't remember using it at all. Okay, so definitely something to keep in mind as we go along. So let's go ahead and jump right in. So as we get into it, looks like Davey won the roll off and opted to have objectives and place the first board. Yeah, uh, I picked uh, I picked this because I was thinking. Uh, I, I for one, I had uh, I had the objective that was like control all in one territory. Uh, I think I kind of panicked about. The uh, closing the circle and some of the other uh, zinch hold objectives, and so mm -hmm. like eh, I'll, I'll kind of pull them away. And I thought my long range and um, relative flexibility would let me kind of adapt if he if he adjusted the boards in a particular way. Um, I, I thought I could adapt to a less than perfect sort of board arrangement uh, better than I could if he was able to kind of really stack the objectives in a way where he could score uh, passively. Again, I'm trying to force him to come to me if I can. Okay. Got it. Uh, and then Phil, talk to me about your, uh, your board placement. Yeah. So I, I was sort of thinking in similar lines about things like, uh, man, I'm going to just struggle to claim the prize. Uh, so the one that makes you hold all the objectives in one territory um, so I, I kind of figured that's a pretty nice option when you have just two objectives. So I didn't want to leave, uh, or have, have those objectives end up being very far away from my fighters, um, either to be able to knock Davy's fighters off of the objectives or to maybe even hold them myself. So, um, I went for just squared up here, um, gives me a little more flexibility how I move around gives me the ability to take advantage of my long range spells um, to just lob shots from a long way off which man uh, on paper it seemed good but in playing with it <laughs> that range 4 spell from FLM is ridiculous um, 
so I I wasn't too keen on being um, longboarding or anything like that because I figured he probably isn't going to be super aggressive just because being super aggressive seemed to be the thing that always got the Storm Coven into trouble in Rivals. Mm. Gotcha. Okay, so for the listeners, the board state is on Davy's side of the field. He's got one objective in his backfield off to one side. He's got one, two hexes from No Man's Land, pretty much front and center. And then Phil on his side has right next to No Man's Land, two objectives, one on either side. And then smack dab in the middle of the board, he's got another objective. So a total of three on his side pretty equidistant and uh davy's offset with one in the back yeah this is me kind of trying to force uh because i did place three in this case so i i uh, i think i was trying to get two in my territory and put one in phil's but uh try and make it so he was if he wanted to sit on him he was gonna have to come right into spell range um and just get shelled by pings and uh range two attacks and range three attacks so Yep. Not not a bad thought. We'll see how it worked out for him. Yeah. Right. Um, and I guess to go along with that, I have a, a lethal. On, so I have this board that has the printed snare and the printed lethal both sort of right along the midline of the board. Um, and so I believe, Davey, you, you placed an objective in such a way that if I wanted to hide an objective further back, I would have had to have placed it next to the lethal. Mm. and that didn't sound very fun so <laughs> i chose to put it further up and just yeah. be like fine <laughs> we'll just hang out in the middle of the board and it'll be cool yeah it wasn't cool <laughs> uh one one also crucial once we flip them we see that you got five and four and uh in my head yeah. having played several rivals matches is like oh no uh you got nine fates is gonna be scorable um but then I was like, well, he might not have taken it. I don't, I don't know how, uh, how greedy he was feeling with that. But five, five and four are the two that you particularly want if you're going to try and uh, score that the most easily. And then also it's uh, worth remembering for the tiebreaker if it comes to that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So looks like from here we moved on to placement. As you do. Excuse uh, so me. Looks like uh, looks like Davy Mulligan first. I did Mulligan. I, uh, I had uh, Sorcerer's Treasure Hunter, which is have a wizard on an objective with three upgrades. Uh, I've only got two upgrades in hand, so and I'd need an awful lot of glory to get that going. So that's kind of dead in the first round. Uh, I do have Heavenly Alignment to score immediately. It's kind of like the branching fate for um, casting. That's fine. And then the other one is a end phase, touching the realm, uh, hold two objectives and have one for the wizard. And so I really only had a, a single one glory surge and a one glory end phase that were scorable. I figured I could do better than that. And uh, I do. I draw into uh, manipulating the realm sphere as a score if you cast more spells than each other warband in the preceding action phase. Uh, I figure I can probably actually do this because with three fighters with spell attack actions and a huge amount of gambit uh in deck uh i can probably get ahead of them 
Um, I've also got Burnt Out, which is burn through all my power cards and not have discarded any. That feels doable. And then Channel of Storm, uh, Surge F immediately after the second or subsequent friendly fighter became inspired. So that's also under my control. So I feel much better about this hand. And just to uh, tap it off, I, I've got, I'll run down the, the power cards. I've got Mind Wipe, which is the um, kind of modal either uh, it's a gambit spell, but you, I can either uh, shove a uh, either choose a fighter, enemy fighter that can't hold objectives, or pick a, a feature token to move it. I've got uh, Arcane Reach, which is kind of the, the weakest gambit I've got in here, but I, I do kind of like it for allowing more passive play. I can uh, have somebody take an extra attack before reaching out. Localized Quake, we know that one's awesome. That's the uh, push three from a feature. Herald of the Storm, it's a plus one move. And uh, Master of Ancient Lore, which is the card draw one. Gotcha, gotcha. Phil, yeah. looks like you also did a mulligan. I, I do. I uh, So I, I ended up with a opening power hand with four upgrades. So I decided that's not a good choice, partially because of some of the objectives that I had as well. Gotcha. Uh, so what did you draw into and were you pleased with it? Yeah, so... Um, pretty okay with what i ended up with so the objectives that i had were all end phase or no uh two two end phases there were for two each i've got um glorious change which this is uh you either have two or more changers that have an upgrade or two or more enemy fighters that have two wound counters or are out of action that's a kind of a reach but i figured that the other ones ineffable capering which is cast one or more spells and make one or more ranged one attack actions and um callous manipulator which is either uh a friendly changer was taken out of action or two or more friendly changers are staggered uh that's a very simple surge to score especially in your opening hand um so feeling like okay these are pretty flexible so i just need to have a better hand of uh having a mix of things and so i ended up with a shared mutation which is a ping that you can hit all fighters adjacent to one or more friendly fighters uh a uh, will of the architect which is perhaps one of my favorite cards in the pandemonium's deck which is this is you can just switch the places of two feature tokens um which is ridiculous uh <laughs> Ether Tether, which is their infection illusion for giving minus one dice to all attacks that target this changer, um, which is also good. Um, and then I also had localized quake and aura of mutability, which is Ephilim restricted, but it gives plus one dice to all changers' attacks within two hexes of this fighter. Um, Ooh, that's a that's a good opener. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was really happy to see that. Um, but everything was pretty solid, so I was pretty happy with this. Okay, so it looks like we move on to doing some deployment shenanigans. Got some dice out there. Looks yeah. like Phil takes it. Yeah. So naturally, uh, he goes first. He's going to place first, right? That just I mean, makes I, sense. Yep. <laughs> no. Get it. So Davey places first. Davey, talk to me about your deployment a little bit. Mm, so. I, it's mostly a matter of I've got uh, one very up at the front lines position, and that one's going to be able to threaten one of Phil's objectives uh, yep. without moving. It's within two of that. I've got one that actually is within three of that same objective, so I, I can have two deployments that uh, threaten the same uh, same enemy objective. 
And so I just have to pick who to put further back. Uh, and I, I think I've got Domitan up front just because I know he can at will inspire up to a three damage attack, which can kill any of the changers. So if any of the changers decide that they're going to go sit on that objective, he can slam them back off. Um, was kind of the thought process there. Okay, Phil, and yours might be a little bit more complicated just because of how the uh, the the pandemonium works. But talk to me about your your placement too. Yeah, so I didn't want to be too far forward, especially with FLM. Um, I well, I didn't think Davy wanted to be particularly aggressive. I figured that if he saw the opportunity to take out an important fighter, he wasn't going to pass it up. So I tried to eliminate that option as much as possible. So FLM is as far away from his fighters as possible, which actually ended up slowing me down quite a bit, was potentially a mistake. But um, overall, I didn't feel too bad about it. Yeah, she actually ended up uh, too far away. Uh, she's only got one changer close enough at, right at the start to use her power leech ability. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so sort of a weird spot but i mean i was way way further away i'm on the very back line so like yeah. mm-hmm. back line and in the back corner so it's very difficult to actually do anything without her moving forward um, but that's just kind of how the deployment spots are on this board i probably could have flipped the board around and been in a better situation but that's what happens when you have new boards um, <laughs> yep. and a new warband um so then I put uh, flame spoolers up sort of at the midline. I figured he can be my sacrificial lamb next to this lethal hex in case you decide to dive on somebody just because he's a little less valuable in my estimation than the other three. Um, his splash thing is really cool, but ultimately it's coming off of a one damage, like two smash attack, which isn't mm. that great. Um and then I wanted to keep Apatrax sort of back a little bit, and I kept him back along with Kindle Fingers. They're, they're both right next to each other, next to the printed Snare Hex. Um, reason for that, I don't want him to die too fast, and if if you do want to get rid of him, I'm going to make you come into my territory to do it. Uh, and that way, then later, he could move forward to pull your fighters down, yeah. um, which is so rude that he can do that uh and then i just put spawn moss sort of forward um there's two spots sort of at uh two hexes away from no one's territory where um he could go and i chose to keep him away from the lethal um i don't know that it would have made a huge difference one way or the other but i felt like this was okay Mm. um he's just sort of just there to threaten uh potential damage um so at this point, we're all deployed, and we know, uh, or well, we will know here in just a moment who's going first. So yeah. I'm yeah, thinking absolutely. about my um, options for figuring out uh, this here, uh, whatever it's called. Change sequence. Or yeah, whatever. change sequence, I guess. Yep. So uh, looks like Davey wins the roll off. Davey, what did you end up deciding as far as who goes first? Uh, I kind of go with my default here, which is to have uh, the other player go first and give me, let me yep. see how things develop. Okay. Um, so, Phil, knowing that you were going to go first, what did you, uh, how'd you go through your change sequence here? 
Yeah, so inspiring Spawnmaw because he's up front, so I want him to be on two dodge, and that way he's also a, a little bit more accurate. So if he decides to get Domiton inspired, I can threaten three damage against Domiton. Um, I inspire Kindlefinger, or not inspire Kindlefinger, put Kindlefinger on guard, um, which I guess is not the order. I, I have to do the stagger next. Uh, the stagger goes on uh, flame spooler which again it's sort of like whatever he's my sacrificial lamb he's going to be the one that if if he really wants an easy kill it's there for him and then uh, the guard like I said goes on kindle finger makes him incredibly hard to kill in round one because um, he's minus one damage and two dodge on guard and then I pushed Apatrax forward um, almost as a bait tactic here uh, was the thought. Um, and then also by pushing him into the printed snare hex that will allow me to pick up Callus Manipulator after my first activation. Yeah. Okay. Which is rude to be able to score a surge like basically before the game even starts. Right. That's, yeah. uh, that's pretty wild. Okay, so we move on to. Yeah. Uh, looks like your first activation was to move Ethelum up next to the objective in the middle. Correct. So this is basically just resetting from having the what I kind of figured was a bad deployment spot. There wasn't really a better spot for Ethelum, so instead I have to kind of just sacrifice my first activation to walk Ephilim forward into a nice spot where she's within a range of a number of different changers so that if in future turns I want to, she can just start lobbing shots. Um, the only reason I'm okay with doing this is because I know I'm scoring Callus Manipulator. Like, yeah, and, and all that said as well, she's only one hex off the back line. She's still in a pretty safe spot. If I want to go after her, yeah, I'm going to have yeah. every changer collapsing in on me. Yeah. Right. So it's not like she's in danger, but she's just not actually on the back line anymore. Mm -hmm. And the other um, thing this did was it didn't it, it kept you from having to present any of your uh, changers forward, basically. Like, yeah, uh, I've, I've got a range shot that I could throw into... Uh, spawn maw but other than that everyone else is out of range unless i charge yeah yeah and one damage spell attacks are not what i'm particularly concerned with it's the yeah. like i power up and then come in with a lightning stick and beat you <laughs> for three damage or something like that right. um so yeah move move up uh, after the move i'll score callous manipulator um so we uh go ahead and get the very rude objective scored right away <laughs> uh drawing into rampant spellcasting which on first draw i was like oh no this is a hard one and then i continued reading and went oh never mind this is super simple um i forgot this is a hybrid and the second mode of it is that you just have to have no power cards in hand and have three or more gambits in the power discard pile. And so then I just counted in my hand, I had three gambits. So I was like, well, I guess I know what I'm doing this turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that felt pretty good, actually, to just set me up there. Um, and at this point, I know that I can then play some upgrades. Yeah, so moving into the power step, looks like you uh, placed an upgrade. I do indeed. Uh, let's see. Looks like Aether Tether goes on to Apatrax. Tell me about that choice. 
Yeah, so this is a countermeasure to having done the sort of uh, the lure. Um, I made Apatrax much easier to hit because I staggered him and he's on one dodge, but then I figure I'll I'll make up a little bit of that by giving him the minus one dice illusion. Because I really don't want him to die. (laughs) And honestly, pretty solid illusion choice uh, because it there's really not a whole lot of downside to putting a defensive upgrade on squishy fighters. Cause if it goes through, they're probably dead. Right. Uh, so you don't have to worry about it breaking and then being easier to hit from there. Um, I'm really curious how many, how many choose options there are. And if that came into play at all, uh, in my hand at this moment, I've got two. Uh, one is localized quake, so I'd have to have Abitrax on um, on a feature um, or in a hazard hex, which he actually already is. Uh, but I, I don't quite have range right here because I have to be within three and four away. Okay, and then, interesting. Um, mind wipe, which uh, I think I wasn't thinking along these lines. I think I was still holding on to these in case there was, because I wasn't sure that I was going to be swinging at Apatrax right away anyway, since he was deep enough mm-hmm. that it would be. Uh, but uh, I have two I have two ways to clear that. Um, but uh, I'll be honest, I don't know that I was thinking along those lines just yet. I think I was probably still reading back and forth through my cards. Makes that sense. Thing of where, you're, where you're still learning a warband, you, you sometimes forget some of the basic things. But Takes a couple reps on that. Yeah. Yep. All right, so... Davey, doesn't look like you did anything in the power steps, so we're on to your first activation. Okay. All right, so it looks like you did an attack here. Yeah. So this is this is me uh, taking the the easy shot. I've got Domaton can do a, a two-channel, one-damage attack, lob one at Spawnma. Uh, he's on two dodge, but two channels, pretty accurate. And uh, what this does, it gets an activation, maybe some damage, maybe a push, and it will get me uh, to inspire somebody. Okay. Um, uh, looks like you rolled crits undefended, so we took the damage there. Yeah. And... I thought briefly about a drive it? back here. Um, yeah, but, that's uh, what I was about to ask. To. He's, he's speed five. He can kind of get anywhere uh, that he wants. Even if I drive him back, he can still charge all the way to my furthest back fighter. So uh, I decided to give that a pass. Um, and then uh, I can use the, uh, I, I can inspire somebody here. So uh, actually inspire uh, Sarpon. Yep. Excellent. All right. So moving on from there, looks like we're, uh, and it looks so, like you used the push. Yeah, yeah, I used that to push Sarpon up. Uh that gets Sarpon now is also within range. If uh, Phil chooses not to advance uh, Spawn Ma, Sarpon can uh, take a potentially lethal spell attack with uh, Grievous uh, up here. Um, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Also okay. can limit some of the spots that Phil can land without giving support if he wants to come after Domitan or something. So I've got yeah. a two-block fighter closer to the front line. But still in my territory, so he's got to come to me maybe. Yes, indeed. Uh, and uh, it, it is feeling a little frustrating at this point that it's like, oh, he's just not quite far forward enough. Mm. FLM is just one away from being able to shoot. Um, <laughs> so I'm having to rely on the other fighters. And uh, 
also problematic here is that I'm too far away from your fighters currently to be able to use my gambit spells. So I'm also a little stuck that way. Yeah. Here's some of that strategy of uh, trying to engage without diving in or delay that dive for as long as possible is, yep. uh, is maybe paying off a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, looks like in the power phase, Davey, you pass and hand it over to Phil. Phil, looks like you pay a glory for an upgrade here. Talk yeah. to me about that choice. Or of mutability. Uh, so, so I knew I was going to be playing this one because as soon as you can get it out, uh, the better because it starts just pumping the rest of your fighters, their changers, they all get more accurate. So I was setting up for my next turn because I knew I was going to be probably just taking a shot with somebody and giving them an extra dice would be very helpful. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, then we go into your activation from there. So next activation looks like you move flame spooler. Yeah. So this um, is, this is me forgetting that flame spooler has move four. Um, so I was trying to count out how I could make this ah. work with move three. And then I realized that I can actually move him four in it will work out even better. <laughs> um, so I decide that moving Flame Spooler over away from the lethal is actually a pretty good idea. I briefly considered just moving him onto an objective, but none of my current objective cards require me to hold objectives. So I sort of was fighting that instinct to sit on the objectives. And um, because of ineffable capering, I just need to land more shots. Um, and glorious change kind of leads me in that same direction because I need to put down wounds. So I was hoping that I'd hit, um, Domitan here because he's, uh, not inspired. So he's on the one block and, uh, flame spooler, uh, had three dice. So it was pretty good odds here. I do manage to roll one crit and that's the only success I rolled. And then Davey broke my heart. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Davey, <laughs> did him dirty. Did the the single crit defense. So this was a, a three spell dice attack that he was throwing at me, and uh, and also I was realizing that my idea of putting Sarpon right next to Domitan is a problem if there's somebody who can splash damage. So yeah, uh, kind of got away with a not great choice here. Classic technique, though, just <laughs> rolling crits. Yeah, <laughs> it, it works serve, every time. Serves you well uh, yep. in this game. Um, so that's not ideal, but it does. Uh, present flame spooler in a slightly uh, I don't know if it's exactly a better position but it, it gets him closer to the rest of the changers and it kind of blocks apatrax a little bit more so um, not feeling too bad about it mm -hmm. okay so it looks like you both pass on the power step from there yeah and Davey goes right into his next activation talk to me about that yeah so this is going to be a sarpon uh, trying to uh, roll that um, uh, crit, uh, get some get some extra damage in with a spell here. I lob it at Spawn Maw, get a crit channel, uh, so it's a crit success, but not another one. And then Phil actually crit defs back, so uh, evens it up a little bit. It avoids the uh, Spawn Maw kill, which would have been huge here. Knock out Phil's Inspired Changer uh, and make yeah. it and delay the uh, FLM Inspire. Okay. Would have been uh, very rude. Yeah, Battle of I've, the crits. Yeah, I've got a decision point here too because uh, I have the objective for inspiring a second fighter, uh, and so now I've got to decide: am I am I bringing an inspire up or am I um, 
you know, am I inspiring somebody up or am I uh, spreading that out a little bit? Like, do, do I want to keep Sarpon? This is kind of the central tension for the uh, Storm Coven is uh, how you pass that Inspire around. Looks like you. Yeah, I do give do it to Domitan here. Giving it to Domitan here. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, no one is close enough to uh, splash the staggers out uh, at this point, uh, but it's fine. I think it's mostly I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to have a three damage attack here. I can, I can decide uh, what kind of nasty things I want to do with this. Yeah, absolutely. So we yeah. get that scoring up. Uh, Davy, looks like in the power phase, you move on to applying an upgrade. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, this is an easy one. I'm going to throw the uh, I'm going to throw Master of Ancient Lore, and uh, because it's a thing that just cares whether cards are played, I'm putting it on the safest fighter. So it, it goes on um, uh, Leona Stratosi, who's way in the back. And that way, if uh, Phil tries any shenanigans, I can draw some cards. If if Phil chooses to play this game, you get to draw cards. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I I do not like that choice to place that back there, but I understand it. Um, but I am feeling somewhat okay about Damatan being a large fighter all of a sudden. Yeah. And uh, at this point, I figure I've got to take some risks because I'm down to two activations left. And um, there's really only one fighter that I have who's good at making range one attacks. Uh, so I figure... It's time to time to take the opportunity um, because I'm holding on to shared mutations, which is this multi ping, and I'm trying to put wounds on multiple fighters. I decide to make a suboptimal charge here with Spawn Maw so that he is adjacent to both Sarpon and Domitan. Um, and because he's so accurate, I figure, you know what? He can take this risk. So mm. I'm swinging at Domitan and I roll three hams. Yep. Three smash. It's gonna need me to roll a crit to get out of it. I uh, Phil, I I hear the disappointment in your voice before we're even rolling the dice. Do you? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and Davy takes and I, that old classic yeah. first spin once more with feeling. Yeah. This Ooh. feels real good. I mean, I feel like all right. I'm I'm in a great spot now. Like I, <laughs> I've I've kind of tanked two hits. Uh, I've I've done what I've wanted to do, which is to pull, um, pull the uh, some of the changers forward. Uh, this is coming up, and I can see he's not going on to objectives, which means he's repping a hand that is not going to score off of that. So I, I'm feeling pretty comfortable right now. Yeah. Okay. Then in the power step, Phil, uh, tell me about the spell you're about to attempt to cast. Well, uh, I, I sort of gave the secret away already, but I am going to be trying for shared mutations here. Uh, it doesn't have a range. You just have to pick uh, enemy fighters adjacent to a friend. Uh, yeah, adjacent to a friendly fighter. So um, now that Spawn Ma's in position to let me cast this spell, I figure I might as well use it before he gets got. Um, so I do need to roll a double channel here. Mm. or a channel crit and i do manage to get the double channel so i do manage to put the wounds out although what i was hoping for was the bite for three and the ping which of course would have left uh Domitan in an awful position because then if he uninspires he dies yeah yep that's uh that's some tough choices to make if, <laughs> if that goes through i 
I see what you were going for there, but just you can't do anything against crits. <sighs> well, not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today, anyway. Uh, I do get uh, so to draw like, two off of that yep. because yeah. uh, I have a Master of Ancient Lore. Feels real good. Yep, feels real bad. Feels also. real good. And you reply with, looks like Celestial Blade. Tell me about that. Uh, so this is to get re-rolls. Uh, if cast choose a friendly fighter, you can re-roll one dice in that fighter's attack rolls persist until the end of the round. Um, so I'm just looking to uh, get some more accuracy out before I start trying to really capitalize on some um, good fortune on some of these early attacks. Okay. looks like it goes off. So you got yep. that boost that you were looking for. Yeah. And oh, I'm pretty sure this see. goes on um, a 10, but we'll see. Yeah. A re-roll on that three damages. Yeah. Uh, I take okay. a charge with him here. I wish I could remember exactly why I decided to charge instead of uh, attack. I don't know if I was spreading out or what, what the deal was, but uh, I kind of hem and haw a little bit and decide to pop Domiton over to the side. I, I don't really remember what about this positioning was uh, particularly good. Uh, other than maybe I was just separating the two of them in case... Um, we got to the next round and uh, I didn't want to be in, in danger of splash damage again. Valid. All right. So it looks like the dice fly and maybe so roll in the two I, smashes. Yeah. So this is two smash needs singles supports or, or, or two dice needs smash or singles into two dodge. Yeah. Okay. And then Phil replies with a whole lot of nothing. Ooh. Yeah. So Oof. feeling, feeling like, I'm on top of the world here. Uh, Spawn Ma's dead. He was my inspired fighter, so that's not great. Yeah. Um, not ideal, indeed. And he didn't even do me the courtesy of needing to use that reroll. <laughs> oh, all so right. Rude. Flipping through here. Looks like we pass on power. And Absolutely. we're back to Phil. So I've got to decide who who do I need to try and use here to pick up uh, final attacks to try and just get something done. And I figure Kindlefinger, uh, he has plus one damage when he's adjacent. So that is the choice. Um, I, I am remembering my position here now. I'm pretty sure I go over here because I've got the ability to move an objective. Uh, so I, I was picking a spot that remained more than four away from Ephilim, uh, uh but that I would be able to pull the objective forward to me. Uh, because I am still trying to figure out if I could score uh, manipulating the realm sphere, which is the, or not manipulating the realm sphere, the um, uh, touching the realm, which is hold two, which is what I drew into after I, I uh, um, scored channel the storm per okay. uh, two inspire. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out a way to get myself onto two objectives, um, leaving, leaving my options open and staying away from Ephilim. Anyway, Kindle finger have actually, yeah. So he's just charging in. He's just going to try yeah. and get Domitan. Uh, rolls one success on this attack. Um, mm -hmm. If he can land it, it'll be for two damage. And he can. And he does. Yep. So we're putting Domitan in scary uh, position here at three wounds. Yeah. Which feels pretty nice. Um, you really just need to attack me with the less accurate option. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, of course. <laughs> the more dice you stack, the, <laughs> the more voice. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I managed to get the spell attack off, but I did not manage yeah. to get the range one attack. So, so tell me, it looks like he drove him back. Tell me about that choice. 
I drove him back because I didn't want him to be any closer to my territory or no one's territory because I know that uh, there's multiple cards that require that the Storm Coven be not in their territory to be able to score. Mm. So I figure getting out of uh, no one's territory or my territory is good. It also means that he is not as close to Apatrax and Flame Spooler for the start of next round. Um, although after looking back at it now, Flame Spooler is still within three, so you could still shoot Flame Spooler the same. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. So we move into power phase. Looks like Phil passes. Mm-hmm. Davy, looks like you're playing Shocks Arcane the heck Reach. out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, spicy. Okay. Talk to me about this. What's uh what's what's teeing up for? So I'm pretty sure I am getting uh I'm I'm getting ready to set up some longer range shots here. So Stratosi, uh, I want her to be involved, but I also want her to be on an objective. I think I've still got some sort of a plan where I might be able to get um, into a spot that is helpful. So, uh, but also I just need to empty my hand. So, uh, because I do have the uh, burnt out. So there, there wasn't really a, a great reason for this uh, earlier when the, before Phil had driven me back, I still had a shot at those two objectives and Stratosi is going to be able to just charge onto this one, be really far away, but still, uh, still make some progress towards killing more changers. Okay. Sounds good. So we, and this is the final activation of round one. Yeah. So you're going to go ahead and charge Leona up onto that midfield objective in your territory. Mm -hmm. And who are you throwing bolts of lightning at uh lobbing on a kindle finger kindle finger being on an objective uh and i do manage to land a crit uh this is uh significant because uh well uh anything significant i have the chance to, to push <laughs> kindle finger off um but leona is uh still on uninspired because uh domitan uh was up in this kind of dangerous spot uh once he took the two damage or once i knew he was vulnerable there and i i i'm in this area where uh unfortunately i was leading with him so but yeah so stratosi comes in lobs that shot in okay makes it deals the damage uh looks like you drive him off there so rude put kindle finger into the wall to uh set up some traps later yep okay then looks like davy leads with an upgrade yeah it's just herald this time or uh this is again trying to empty my hand um for burnt out okay got it all right. Yeah, there's a lot of power cards that come out here. So <laughs> so after that, I go ahead and use Will of the Architect mostly, again, to just get it out of my hand. But I figured um, I, can, I can give myself more options um, for getting a higher count. So I go ahead and swap uh, the objectives, I believe, three and four, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, so that all three of mine in my territory combine to be nine, which allows nine fates to score for an extra glory. Okay, Davy, on to you. Yep. Uh, so got a little uh, mind wipe action. Uh, I'm almost positive I'm using this to push an objective. Leona, Leona's got tricks coming up here. So I move five a little closer in um, so that I'm just one away. I, this is now a sidestep away from my uh, my fellows. Um, okay. 
if only sidestep <laughs> if only we were playing championship yeah uh but yes okay and then on to phil looks like you play or played a localized, localized quake. quake yeah so so this is an um, interesting option to have where i can then push apatrax if this goes off which it does um and because i know that I want to be in range to pull his fighters. I actually push Apatrax forward pretty far um, so that he is within three of all of his fighters. So I can choose whichever one I want to be the one to pull in. Mm. Um, so depending on what he ends up doing here, I feel like I can disrupt his positioning pretty well, no matter what. Yeah. Very, uh, very good threat positioning there for sure. Um, let's see. So it looks like we've moved that onto Davey. What you doing here? Still hunting my hand, Howling Gale. So, uh, this is kind of an unfortunate thing with burnt out. I, I've got some really good gambits that I'm using relatively cheaply just to score this. Um, but, uh, I, I am kind of, um, knocking people around here. So I think I use this to lose flame spooler closer to looks like Kindle finger is what you're yes. doing there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I kind of knock uh, Flame Spooler and Kindle Finger's head together so that uh, now uh, all three of his remaining changers are within two range of my uh, fighters. Okay, so I'm now staggering them. Yeah, kind of not super relevant because that'll go away. Yep. But we're at the reposition for sure. Yeah. And then another Arcane Quake. Yeah, another localized Quake. Uh, and uh, for this one, uh, I actually failed to cast it. I was going to maybe use it to bring Stratosi. Uh, I can slide Stratosi up and have all three of my fighters in a cluster. Again, apparently ignoring Flame Spooler Splash. <laughs> uh, but uh, the idea there was to give some more supports. I was very glad when that didn't go off because I figured <laughs> it would have been a problem for me. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. My hand, I score my one surge of Burnt Out. That brings me up to three glory. And then Phil... What do we score here? Yeah, so I, I emptied my hand, so I managed to get rampant spell casting, and I think we were kind of going back and forth at this point in the game and both talking about, like, oh, yeah, we're both scoring burnt out here, and I was like, well, <laughs> yes, but mine's better. <laughs> <laughs> um, except Anything that you can do. what I did wrong here is thinking that we were already in the end phase, which yeah. we were not. Uh, burnt out's a surge, and mine is an end phase, so... Yeah. Um, the Yours end result is, is the same. End phase. Yowza. Yep. Yeah, yeah, really easy uh, end, end phase for two. So we have to do Apatrax's pull at this point. Um, I decide that Damatan is currently one hit away from being the dead large fighter that I want him to be. Yeah. Um, so I pull him in so he's adjacent to Apatrax, who can bite him for a big chunk of damage, and... Uh, uh, flame spooler who is mostly there for support um mm -hmm. just just moral support that's all he's there for uh <laughs> just hugging and and i since i wasn't able to get the range one attack off in round one i'm holding ineffable caper capering because it's actually very easy it's just you, you have to land some attacks you can't just let your opponent roll crits on you all day um well to be fair you took what one range two, one attack yeah 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 i mean that's fair i yeah. i i could have tried harder to pick that up but after um 
after he died, I was just kind of yeah. like, and I didn't was, cast any spells until like really late. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's probably just not going to happen yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, well, the other thing to consider is once he dies, you only have one yeah, range, one, one attack. So it's and not he's like more I effective if he doesn't charge forward. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. So then we're doing Davy scoring here before we get too far ahead of ourselves. Yep. Uh, so I drew into uh, Fulminating Bulwark, which is uh, two adjacent fighters within two of enemy territory. So that's uh, one glory there. And then Manipulating the Realm Sphere, I actually did cast more spells than fill. So uh, sure some did. of that aided by all the extra card draw from uh, Master of Ancient Lore, which drew me into two additional gambits. But also, I was, as we said, slinging a lot of spell attack actions. So I've got mm-hmm. one kill and four single glory objectives scored at this point. So I'm up five, three, uh, and then yes, drop sir. a fresh hand. I draw into, so I'm hanging on to, uh, touching the realm, which is to hold to one of which is a wizard, uh, places of power. If each surviving friendly fighter is in a hazard or on objective, there needs to be two or more, uh, friendly fighters alive for that. And scouring arc scourge, uh, uh, scouring arc surge, score this immediately after an enemy fighter is taken out of action uh, by damage dealt by a spell. So that one feels good. The other two are feel risky at this point because Domitan's almost certainly going down and Sarpon's a little injured. Um, I've got stir of the nest, so a ping. I've got an upgrade uh, for plus one range to uh, spell actions. A little more, try, try and uh, be more like Ephilim with some range for arcane sensitivity, which is the one to let me kind of surf around as I cast sorceress might to give grievous to spell attack actions and uh lightning lash which is uh turns every one of my spells into uh a distraction if i manage to deal damage to an enemy fighter yeah pretty solid stuff um so i i draw into closing the circle which actually feels pretty bad at this point um so i don't know how easily i'm going to be able to engineer standing on three without losing more fighters um but I figure it's not the worst thing to have. And then the power hand here feels amazing. Um, so I've got Sorceress Might to give extra damage to Ephilim. I've got Bolt of Zinch, which is one of the most ridiculous spells <laughs> I think they've rough. ever printed. Yeah. Um, Writhing Tentacles, which essentially is just a minus one damage uh, upgrade. Um it's actually uh, a reaction that lets you heal after an activation or a power step or push a fighter one hex after they were damaged by an attack during an activation or a power step. So um, it gives you some flexibility if you, for whatever reason, you don't want to reduce the damage from the damage you took by one. Um, But a good one to see there. I've got sudden warp portal so I can swap places with two of my fighters, which is very handy. And then Abyssos screaming idols, which, um, in this case is essentially looking like a ping to me. Um, I could try and just use it to disrupt plays, but I'm not expecting you to spend too much time holding objectives at this point. Yeah. And I, I probably shouldn't. So, um, (laughs) Yeah, so I uh, I feel good that I've denied the Inspire for Ephilim. Uh, I feel bad that Damatan is on the edge of death. So. Yeah, yeah, feels feels bad. 
All right, so going into round two. So we roll off. Looks like... Uh, I like do get it, which is a huge. It's a really important roll to have gotten. So yep. absolutely uh, makes me makes me feel like I'm in a good spot. All absolutely. right. So Davy chooses take first. I assume with uh, yep. Domitan clinging to life there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Phil, walk me through the process of the changing. Yep. So easy choice is Apatrax is getting inspired to try to not have him immediately die. Um, also he's slightly more accurate once he's inspired. So I'm just hoping that that works out. Uh, again, we're staggering flame spooler because he's not that good. And then Kindle finger, um, Kindle fingers, just Kindle finger. So I'm just going to put him on guard because he's already pretty hard to hit. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. And Davey taking the first activation with a charge with Domitan, backing him up just a little bit, trying to get out of danger. Yeah. So I've got kind of a smorgasbord of, of options. I got uh, enough damage to kill any one of these changers. Uh, by charging backwards, I get out of uh, the range. So I'm going to force Abitrax to charge. And then also uh, Ephilim is no longer in range either to vomit. So yeah, so I, I go I go backwards and Ephilim's uh, I'm not Ephilim Flame Spooler is staggered and it feels like a good opportunity to one shot kill somebody. Um, so that's what I go for. Uh, the the harder decision here uh, is whether to pass the Inspire to someone else. Uh, I am in one shot kill range from Aptrax and Ephilim, and even Kindlefinger if Kindlefinger wants to uh, get in at point blank. Uh, but I decide to stay with the Domitan Inspire with the idea being that uh, I know that Phil's got access to plenty of pings and I don't want to hand it off to somebody and just have Domitan go down to a single ping. So um, yeah, what I'm, I'm making, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make you use a whole attack action and knock him down or two pings. Yep. Okay. Uh, so looks like Davey, you've passed on power and Phil, what are you doing here with uh, with your warp shenanigans? Uh, well, I'm going to pretty much empty my whole hand here. but <laughs> So I need to set this up because FLM is not in a position to be able to cast very well. Um, so FLM is only a level one wizard unless she is within three hexes of two or more friendly changers. So, and she's also really out of range to do anything. So at this point, I'm feeling the pinch. So we do the warp portals and we swap Apatrax and FLM so that FLM is up front still within three now of the two fighters after doing so. So she's now a level two wizard again. And I've got a couple different spells that I can try and ping with, um, and a couple other upgrades, but so, um, I take the opportunity to uh, draw a card because I'm a master of ancient lore. Yeah. Yeah. just takes his card right away. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Did, yeah. Did you have any thoughts about holding off until I tried to cast any spells? Uh, maybe, but uh, I, you know, I I've decided one now is better than uh, the theoretical two later. Two yeah. Later. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's probably safe. If I had to do over again, I'll probably I'll probably wait and draw one more. Yeah. Uh, so Phil, you're putting the upgrade on Ephilim Writhing Tentacles. Yep. Yeah, this is just insurance because Ephilim is now in the danger zone, uh, mm. as they call it, and is within range of all three of Davy's fighters. So I figure anything that will reduce damage is certainly helpful here. 
Indeed. Um, and then I, I believe I just continue because I don't. Yeah. Yep, so then one I more for... get, get more damage uh, with Sorceress Might, theoretically. Um, feels nice to be able to at least threaten three damage. And okay. then we go with uh, a Bolt of Zinch to set things yeah. up. Um, yeah. Which is pretty rude. Yeah, uh, goes off. The damage and the stagger, um, which leaves me in a great spot uh, if this next thing doesn't happen. Because um, getting that reroll is nice, but just killing him in the power step would be better. So we go for Abasoth's Screaming Idols because I can pull one feature token underneath Domitan. And that is indeed what happens, and that kills a Domitan in the power step. Um, yeah. Ooh, that's some spicy magic there. Yeah, uh, I did have to dump, you know, an entire power hand at the very first activation of the round, but it felt good to get Domitan out um, and leave myself open to do some other stuff. Yeah, I I am regretful to losing him, but I, I do I was expecting him to go, and it does feel good to have that whole. Uh, now, now I we're. Uh, what we're one activation in and I'm like, okay, Phil doesn't have any other tricks here. Like I, yeah. there's, there's, I have complete information on like what his power card power cards are. And I've still got a full grip of six. So, yep. um, feels okay. Not great, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you pretty much know that I'm just doing whatever it says on these guys cards at this point. Out of tricks. Yeah um after all of that we're now into uh, <laughs> davy's second or excuse me uh, phil's no, first my first phil's first yeah. okay it's there we're long, going long power step there so I, what do yeah. you follow all that magic up with here looks like yeah throwing F- flm is gonna bows. try to kill sarpon if possible because sarpon is at three wounds left so if i just roll a crit he is potentially dead yeah not a bad thought and yeah, that's, let's that's see how that pays the, out uh, for him folks Two damage and grievous. Yeah, just get two successes here. Um, so I know I'm I'm not getting the kill, but two successes at least makes me feel like I've got a good chance of putting some damage down. And I and do. you put that two damage down. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. So Sarpon's up to three wounds sustained out of his four. Uh, you drive him back to be next to Leona, uh, just behind the objective, so in the second row mm. uh, of Davy's territory. Uh, looks like Davy's checking the inspired side to make some decisions here. Got to figure and... out who's got damage. Yeah, <laughs> Phil, I assume you passed on power. Shockingly, uh, with Davey, no power cards. Yeah more shockingly also passes on power so davy talk to me about what you got in your hand and why why nothing comes out at this point i think it's because i'm about to take the next activation with sarpon uh and so none of these are gonna like sarpon is about to die likely and so i don't particularly want to upgrade uh sarpon right before he dies so i'd rather uh use him inspire leona and then dump them into her Okay, yep. makes sense. All right, so into that activation. Indeed. Okay, charging into the finger kindler. Coming downtown. All right. So uh, Sarpon is quite accurate on three smash. Um, and then at this point, 
one health left, it kind of doesn't matter how close or where I'm at because any one of these uh, fighters can one-shot me. All right, so throwing those and ooh, just the one. How are you success. feeling after that one success? Not great. Okay. Uh, one success into a two dodge on guard is uh, not ideal. No. Okay. It's not. Yeah. Oh, and he responds with a crit success on shield. All mm. right. So, okay, Davy, how you feeling? Uh, it's danger time, um, but. Uh, I'm still in the lead 6-5. Leona will go to two block if he decides Sarpon's got to go down. And then I've got one fighter on two block that I can dump a whole lot of stuff into. So okay. feels feels not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Leona's okay. about to go super uh, Voltron mode. Yeah. And Sarpon was about to die anyway. So I, I think it made sense. And the payoff was pretty big if you managed to land the hit. Yeah, okay. I, I think there's another world where I instead take this activation with Leona, have her lob a shot and get Sarpon up to two block uh, to limit the bleeding. But we'll see. Okay. Yeah. So looks like we both pass on power. Phil, you're coming in with Apatrax. Interesting. Talk to me about this choice. Yeah, uh, it's just trying to score ineffable capering. Um, I've got supports, <laughs> uh, and gotcha. I want to land this attack so that I can score my objective, and it's a pretty decent chance of doing it on three swords with support. Uh, Should have been four, yeah? I think it will be. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right, because I have There we are. Okay, yep, yep. So four dice, because you're within range of Ethelum and her upgrade now. Ooh. Yeah. Two successes going spicy, through. Spicy, spicy. Yeah. Turn yeah. it around. Okay. So Apatrax takes that with a crit and two successes. Can't defend against that with one dice. Uh, so Sarpon goes down. Uh, Glory goes up. Yeah. Phil's feeling good. Mm. Yeah. And at this point, I'm actually feeling very good because I've got Glorious Change already scored. There's nothing that will stop it. And Ineffable Capering okay. is already scored. There's nothing that will stop it. So I've got four Glory sitting in my hand right now. Um, That's a really good feel. Yeah. So then I was just like, okay, closing the circle. Is there really any way I can manipulate this? And the okay. answer is no. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because uh, I would need three on objectives and Apatrax just charged. So, yeah, um, that makes sense. All right. So, assuming you're going to pass on power, and then Davy mm-hmm. is going to spend glory to put upgrades. Uh oh. Yeah, we're going to Grievous Uh-oh. out. So, so putting uh, Grievous on that spell attack. All yeah. right. So we're now flexing up to three with crits. See, so we're throwing a spell, looks like. Pretty sure I blast Apatrax apart on this one. Yep. We'll see. Okay, so throwing at Apatrax. He does not defend that. Correct. All right. So Apatrax hits the dirt. So here's, here's the good news is uh, it's just about not quite impossible because if you can bring your uh bring one of your inspired fighters back but I've, I've managed to go about the whole thing denying the inspire i feel really good about this now because ephilim is not inspired no longer has enough changers around so ephilim's stuck at a uh, level one caster yeah Ooh. yeah that's no. it's a bad spot to be um that is a rough feel okay so move into uh, looks like I you score, score a surge on arcs yeah 
Perfect. Okay. So glory, uh, drawing into that objective. Moving yeah. The I draw around. into sorceress treasure hunter here and I have three upgrades out. Uh, I'm about to make some bad decisions, I think, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, now we're back to Phil and your activation. What are you doing here? Uh, looks like Kendall yeah. fingers taken control taking a charge so charging onto that objective just over no man's land i mean you know what trying they say to bonk leona when when you you just when you see the opportunities you gotta spurt that warp flame <laughs> you really really do have to spurt that warp flame yeah and you just have to take every opportunity to say spurting warp fingers is the reason why i'm doing extra damage to you so other other reasons that uh other mistakes i've made here is uh, i have azurite halo in hand it's a, a single focus to cast it. it's minus one dice from attack actions yeah. if people are adjacent if i put that out this attack is really low likelihood to land uh but i just for some reason didn't see this charge coming okay yep so we spurt you with the warp fingers let's see how those dice turn out yeah, and I'm still getting the plus one dice right now, which is pretty crucial. Uh, yeah. So he's three looking for focus uh, going into my two block. Yep. Okay. And oh no, spicy dice. Crit, yeah. Crit focus. So we've got a crit and a focus here. Yeah. And Davey, how do you respond? Just with a crit. crit and nothing else. Yeah. Oof. So he's so, throwing two damage onto Leona there. Yeah, crucially, crucially missed uh, opportunity with the Azerite Halo. Really, no excuse. And I get tossed into a snare. And you get tossed into a snare. So I go from feeling, I still think that I'm okay because uh, now that Kindle Finger is charged, uh, Ephilim's got to do the work in Ephilim. I keep thinking, I keep focusing on the spell, forgetting about the the staff, which is still fine. But uh, it's coming up on my last activation here. Uh, Kindle okay. Finger sitting on an objective, and uh, I just finish uh, Kindle Finger off with Stir the Nest one channel. Oh, there it uh, is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So just to reiterate, now I'm going into that last activation, and here's the opportunity. I'm like, uh, I, I am honestly, I'm kind of forgetting about um, the tentacles, uh, how little progress I'm going to make into Ephilim. Um, I'm going in. I'm thinking, all right, like if I can get some Grievous through, then Ephilim is right on the edge. Uh, really the right play is to go deep into my backfield um, and then use some use some trickery to kind of cast a spell and sidestep um, sidestep onto the objective after it's uh, confirmed safe. Yep. Okay. Uh, so throwing one success out there. Mm-hmm. And how does Phil respond with his dice with Jack? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. So... So I'm taking some damage here. Um, and it was at this point that we kind of went through a bit of a sequence of realizing um, that writhing tentacles reaction window is completely after the activation step is over. Yeah. So you do have to like wait for your opponent to decide if they're going to push you or not. Mm-hmm. Um, not hugely consequential here, um, but being able to push in this situation could be important um, in certain situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for me, it's if I drive you back, uh, do I like, if I drive you back, then I put you uh, 
put you in the position of, of deciding yeah. whether you are going to push back towards me to be able to swing your stick at me or are you going to try and reduce damage yep use it to heal just because the push didn't matter because i had one activation left and i was going to be charging mm. um so Ephilim has as davy alluded to thoroughly distracted with the razzle so that she can come and bring the dazzle and use the stick because you know yeah. the man the mage Boo. is definitely the one who's just going to come up here and tee off on your head uh <laughs> but that's what she's going to do yeah um because it's better than her one dice spell at this point so stick here we go best spell oh, in the, the game stick. Crit, crit success <laughs> Oof. i cast bonk yeah okay so we've got a crit and a success coming here how does Leona respond with not with a crit, not a crit, not folks? A crit. And so, so Leona bites it. I lose all three fighters in a single round here. Although much of the work on Damaten had been done in the previous one, but yeah, that's uh, that was a, a lot of work. A sudden demise, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. And so, um, kind of brutal. Surrounding uh, out this uh, this end phase for round two that's that's pretty much it uh davy doesn't score anything i managed to score like i said the two that i'd already queued up so i get four Mm -hmm. i go to 11 glory at this point um so it's 11 9 and then we draw out new hands just to see like is there anything like is there any way that this is changing um and I think ultimately it ended up being that there was some chance because I had the the spell to summon another fighter in my hands. There was a chance that I could actually pick up some more glory, but on the whole, it didn't make much of a difference because if I remember correctly, Davey, you didn't draw into anything scorable. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think there was anything in the deck left that I could actually score. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, sort of a, a a really tense back and forth game that ended kind of suddenly. Um, yeah, but in some ways that's that's a good way for a game to go out. Um, I felt like it was a really good game despite being short. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think we both learned a decent amount about these warbands from playing them with more tuned decks. Mm. um at least i i certainly did um yeah definitely yeah i think so i mean uh, the, the sorry, big go ahead oh the big turning point was that kindle finger attack if if i've got uh and i i had the two main errors there one was not giving myself that defensive as right halo and the other one was not taking the more conservative run backwards and sidestep i think it was just too many too many new cards and i kind of lost track of what the uh what options I'd have because um, yeah. I, I could have kept myself safe from the from the stick attack um, for one more turn, and then with the combination of you know maybe some chips and spells, who knows? But um, yeah, yeah, and and I think it also highlights fairly well um, how efficient you need to be when you're playing one of these three fighter warbands. Mm-hmm. Um, every missed opportunity is going to be felt that much more because you just don't have as many actions. Uh, yeah, your health, your health pool is just small. You know, you got 12, 12 health across the warband, 13 if you're inspiring Domitan, which I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
for me anyway, they're still the puzzle. They're still the one that I want to see you get figured out because mm. I feel like they have a lot of potential, yeah. but I uh, haven't seen them win a game against F1s <laughs> yet. So either yeah. that's a really bad matchup for them, which is possible. It feels like a bad matchup in some ways, but um, otherwise it's just like, hey, we don't have the reps yet. We haven't figured this out yet. They By no means do they feel like a bad warband. I think they've got plenty of potential. I think we just need to play them more. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, so let's talk uh, Let's talk decks just real quick, one more time. Looking back on this game, are there any uh, immediate changes you think you would make uh, just having gone through them and now revisited the, the choices that came up? Are there any cards that you were really disappointed to see come up in the deck or didn't perform as well or performed better than you hoped? Um, yeah, I, I was actually pretty happy with it, uh, by and large. I, I, like some of the picks, I think uh, I think I had myself in a position where I could have won. I had some help with defensive rules, but I, um, you know, I, I think uh, I, it's always when you take the step back and see, like, sure, I had to roll a crit to get away from the the crit that Phil rolled, but if you look at the odds on the attack, it was maybe like a sixty five percent or something like that. It wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't outrageous that it would you know some of these were not outrageous. They were missed. They're just it looks more egregious when you right. watch out just the exacerbated yeah. by the crits. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, and vice versa. You know, there were some of the lower uh, probability attacks um, ended up going through that were fifty fifty. So that it didn't. It, what I guess I'm saying is it didn't feel too. Uh, it didn't feel hard d- done by one way or the other on uh, on magic. I, I know I made a, a joke at the start of the game about how many uh, failed casting rolls. Uh, that was really me talking about, uh, I guess, our our, uh, <laughs> our other games because uh, there are a lot of spells that actually went off in this one. Yeah, uh, I, I'll say that the spell that I was, or not spell, that my only gambit that is that is not a spell um, is uh, that uh, plus two range one, and I actually like that uh, better than I thought. It, it let me, it really gave some flexibility for positioning uh, off that the, the extra range. And I think uh, the more we see Ephelim with her range four two damage spell, the more we realize, like, man, being able to sling those really long range damaging things is is uh, potentially pretty powerful. So um, I was a uh, little little bit of an eyebrow raise there. I thought that was better than I was expecting. Phil, how about you? Uh, I th- I think most of it I would have kept um, the way the the cards came out it i'd built the deck to be a hold objective warband and didn't really draw any of the hold objective stuff so um just kind of a weird coincidence of how the cards came out um so i ended up being kind of spellcasty aggressive um yeah i i will say so you mentioned in that first round about how hey you hadn't drawn you were trying not to get lured onto objectives because you hadn't drawn your your uh cards for scoring off of those i I do know that you know my experience playing with like grimwatch would be like i'm going to move on to these even though i don't have anything that scores on it right now because i will draw into those eventually and then uh if you haven't done it in advance then it's really hard to do after the fact i i don't i think you still made the right choices um with with what you did uh but that's something that i would just want a listener to keep in mind if you're thinking about this style of play just because the current objectives you have in hand and don't say stand on these objectives doesn't mean that you shouldn't be standing on them if you know that you're going to draw into those at some point 
Correct. That is very true. Um, yep. A little only, bit of foresight goes a long way. The only reason I wasn't doing it here is I was holding multiple end phase cards that all did not require me being on objectives. And if I don't yeah. score those to get them out of my hand, I'm throwing glory away. You don't away. see the others. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just a thing of like, oh, I'm not seeing the surges um, that I need. So it was just uh, the, the one surge I did see in the entire game, I drew into another end phase. So it was like, mm-hmm. well, we're not getting through to see stuff that requires holding. Um, and then we didn't actually get through to play round three. So um, <laughs> there, there wasn't really the opportunity there. But yes, you're very correct. Uh, in most cases, you actually do want to continue with your hold plan. Um, I think in this case, it was just going to be tough for me to do. Um, in terms of, I, I love the gambits, actually. I think they're all really good. There's lots of strong spells. There's... Uh, you know cool movement shenanigans there's stuff where you can do pushes and pings and all of that's very good the upgrades i think are the weakest part of this deck um just because you do end up kind of being required to play a few of these changer specific things that aren't amazing Mm. um like i think the one that i feel the worst about is too many maws which is just give grievous one to a changer and Mm. it's kind of like it's not bad but it's not exactly what you want either um right i'll take it but is there something better please and and so in you know the the reason i did take it is that in rivals damage is hard to come by so even yeah. grievous it's kind of like you just take it and the fact that it's not range restricted grievous means that you can make one of their range three spell attacks better um, especially yeah. if you've got more dice because of aura of mutability yeah 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 speaking of speaking of damage being hard to come by uh from your from your side of the board writhing tentacles wow in uh yeah in rivals or, or nemesis that's really powerful it's really rough uh, especially if i'm lobbing two damage attacks around you're basically knocking them down to one until you're about to die yeah and it's really rude that it triggers after power step as well <laughs> because it's like oh if you get me with that ping and that's the only one you have i can actually just heal off of it yeah and it's Oof. just like you did nothing which yeah um if anybody's played against the upgrade in uh, Headcrackers that just says they can't be dealt a single damage, um, it feels about as bad, but you have the option to do a push instead. Um, so there's even got like that modality where it's like, well, if, we, if you're not dealing, or I guess it has to deal damage, but if for whatever reason you don't care about healing, you do have that option, which is pretty crazy and like it has the caveat you can't give this to a large fighter well there's no large fighters in the warband anyway so like yeah i don't know right i, I, think, I that's, think it's good yeah go ahead it's good for i think champion. i was yep. gonna say i think that's a i think that's just a design choice for like championship yeah where if you man, put a if you put health upgrades on FLM and then <laughs> yeah. put writhing tentacles on her then yeah. it's just like ooh, ooh, ooh. that's yeah. five six wounds that I just cannot chew through. Yeah. But yeah. Granted, then that leaves your other ones vulnerable uh, and less defensively minded. So it's like, meh, 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 meh. Yeah. I don't know. It Either way, it's very good. Um, mm. I don't know that you would even have the option to give her more than one extra wound. Um, but it doesn't matter. We've seen it be a problem in the past. So it makes sense to put this on here. 
um, yeah. for championship. Yeah. Uh, even if there's not currently a way to give her enough wounds for it to be a problem, it would certainly be annoying if down the road there's an extra wound upgrade. And I mean, champs right now, great fort, gifted bulk right there. Boom. You know, oh, yeah. Cause the, or yeah. mutated bulk, whatever, whatever, whatever the, the, uh, the chaos, chaos one is. is. Yep. Yeah. So you can go to six, which is pretty rude, I guess. Uh, Rothcorn's never been a problem with damage reduction. Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> never. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I feel pretty good about the deck. I think it's pretty solid. Um, yeah, I wouldn't change too much. I I mean, just uh, just looking at this playthrough, I'm like, I really kind of want to bring this on Saturday. So I, mm. I'll talk with you offline. We'll we'll uh, we'll figure out which one of us <laughs> and who knows we who can't else. Both go wearing the same dress. That no, would just be tacky. Be embarrassing. <laughs> One of yeah. us would have to go home and change. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I haven't talked to Skylar. I might be running the thing, so we'll figure it out. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I feel like Skylar was prepping to be T.O., but... He's won enough of them, he can run it. <laughs> yeah, right? Make him sit out this one. Give yeah, everyone else Give the rest chance. of us a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Save some glory for the rest of us. Yeah. All right, Josh, do you have any last thoughts on uh, having born witness to this thing or uh no i think i'm i'm really excited to uh try my own hand at it now i've just got to make decisions on whether that's going to be this weekend or not yeah i it was it was yeah last thing i'll say is fun and i really like looking at a game being like able to identify like here are some choices that i would do differently the next like that's what you want is as like i lost but i know what i could do better uh rather than like you know, some if you come away with a loss and be like, I have no idea what I could have done, that doesn't feel very good, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, I had one successful yeah. dice roll in the whole game. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. And some, yeah. <laughs> sometimes that sentiment is accurate. Sometimes it's, you know, uh, it's more emotional than yeah, it is. Yeah, you get you know, some hyperbole correct. going on there. Yeah, yeah. But literally, there are some yeah. games where you're like, I literally had sure. one successful dice roll. I don't know what I'm supposed to learn from this <laughs> game. Like, it's really hard when everything goes right for your opponent and everything goes wrong for you. But totally agree that uh those games where no matter what the outcome you feel like there's a lot to chew on and a lot to get better at and you just are excited to get into the next one that's totally always inspiring for me yeah absolutely well all right uh gentlemen i'm going to wrap it up here with our outro segments unless you got any other things you want to throw in no let's close it at us okay uh We'd love to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, you can do so on the Discord. There's the link in our show notes. Uh, you can also do so on Twitter at WTHCast or email whatthexcast at gmail.com. Uh, there's a lot more Mortal Realms content. Uh, really kind of picking up the pace. Some of these other podcasts that got a little bit ahead of steam behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're actually on a backup uh, recording account right now because there's there's so much Mortal Realms content coming so out. So much content. We, uh, we are fighting for space on our recording software. Aaron will uh, be so pleased. <laughs> oh, he's, it's never enough for that man, though. Uh, coming up, we are going to cover a couple things. We will want to cover the event we did locally, and we should be complete with our Trash Fire tournament. Uh, Ken Josh's... Uh, douchebag Moloch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you dropped. No, you're making or, uh, me feel bad. You're making uh, me feel bad. Or will Thedra OP take him down? Um, <laughs> one can only hope. Uh, would you, no, would I, it I'm help if I had to... one club time behind my back? 
<laughs> yeah, just just hit me with that poison frog or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 you have to throw that. <laughs> uh, no, it'd be. I'm I'm looking forward to after the fact looking through what the deck uh, was, and he, even just when when uh, Phil and I were playing, we'll we'll talk about it more. But you know, uh, I'd I'd uh, score some card. He's like, oh, a good card. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> running good. There's, good there's stuff. some yeah, there's some good stuff in here. Uh, I didn't I didn't make it all terrible. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, for the uh, flavor text, I have uh, I have one for you. It is a it is a card that we used uh, here in this, uh, and it is uh, let's see. This is this is a spe- uh, well, it's a spell, uh, and, and it's in both our decks. This is really a, narrowed it down there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is uh, attributed to Brodus Blightbane. Uh, if that happens again, I'll lose my lunch. Was it localized tremor? Localized quake. That's it. Yeah. Weirdly, quake, yep. weirdly, he's not on the on screen on this in this art. Uh, it's got Kanan, who's presumably cast it, and like, I mean, maybe Brodus is in there. I just can't figure out where he's at. Maybe he's maybe just deep he's... down in that crack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just getting thrown around all over the place, yeah. and he's just like got the motion sickness real bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Why did I just write two letters down? Oh, right. Uh, for recommended listening, I had something I want. I was gonna pick up the Storm Coven one, but they did not. Uh, <laughs> and so this one. Uh, Everyone, everyone has long known that Sam Cooke was a huge Sinch fan, uh, and so we're going to oh, go wow. Sam Cooke's A Change is going to come. Ooh, uh, good choice. <laughs> Davey, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If the Storm Coven winning choice wasn't Thunderstruck, <laughs> you were wrong. <laughs> oh, I was going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to save it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's going to, you got to have yeah. these ready. It's going to have a whole bunch more yeah. of these to plan for, so don't, don't yeah. give it away now. Uh, but folks, we'll see you in a couple weeks uh, to talk some more Underworlds. Thanks, fellas, for being on. For What the Hex, I've been Davey. This is Phil. And I've been Josh. crap about brian yeah well we can keep that going if we really want yeah. to yes or you can go back to celine dion if you want you know i i think i'm celine dion out for the day it's just <laughs> yeah. lightning uh, striking fair. twice that's all fair. that it happens to everybody you know so <laughs> sometimes yeah. you just gotta let the canadian vocalist out <laughs> you get that celine dion bug and you just <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, uh am i am i up i'm up